Brian Bayo is the future ace of the Boston Red Sox. Tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I give him, as well as every other Boston Red Sox 2023 pitcher, a letter grade for the season they have. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, straight to your feed Monday through Friday for free. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Visit FanDuel and also visit SiriusXM where you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game. Just search Red Sox on the app and you don't have to miss a single pitch of any Red Sox game as the app will bring you the latest in terms of every broadcast I don't like missing Boston Red Sox pitches. Hopefully you don't either. So that's the way to go if you are like me and don't want to miss it. Brian Bayo is the Boston Red Sox future ace of the pitching staff. Is he right now? No, but he can be eventually. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. And as promised, On today's episode, I will be going through and giving every pitcher from the 2023 Boston Red Sox pitching staff a letter grade. Keep in mind that I did this based on guys who were able to pitch enough to make an impact here, and I saw enough of a sample size from them where it would be fair to give them a letter grade because As we know, the Red Sox pitching staff was a big revolving door this season. Some pitchers being put on the injured list, being replaced with other pitchers. Those pitchers going on the IL and just a vicious cycle of pitchers rotating through. Some guys from the minor leagues getting their chance. But for the most part, these guys on this list were guys who I saw um, enough ability in to be able to evaluate them at the end of the year. The Boston Red Sox have found their guy who for the next few years at least and beyond will be the ace of the pitching staff in Brian Bayo. They signed him as an international free agent and he's only grown in his time with the Boston Red Sox organization. This season, I looked at him as the most consistent starting pitcher and the guy who the Red Sox could rely on on a day-to-day basis to get the job done. Brian Bayo, I am giving him a letter grade of an A minus. Um, keep in mind that your letter grades might be different from mine. You can let me know if you think I'm too harsh of a grader or too generous of a grader when it comes to some of these players. But the reason I'm giving him an A minus is because for the most part, he was very reliable this season and was that guy on the pitching staff that you could look at and say, as of right now with what the Red Sox have, he is the ace. Is he a true number one starter? Not quite yet, which is why his letter grade is not an A or an A+. 
He does have some things to work on. He didn't pitch well at all during the daytime when he was starting afternoon games. So he needs to get that under wraps. Um, but during night games, he was a completely different pitcher and showed a lot of dominance and promise. So I have to give him an A- minus and nothing lower than that because he is the future ace of the Red Sox pitching staff. Another starter who came as a surprise this year and was not expected to be as good and provide enough value is James Paxton. He spent all of last season on the injured list and spent a majority of this season on the injured list and then was able to come back and contribute um, when he did get off the IL. And when he first entered the rotation, he was pitching very well. He was that guy who the Red Sox could look at to provide a lot of innings and be able to mix up his variety of pitches that he was throwing when he was on the mound. And it seemed like he had really recovered from his injury because were there bumps in the road? Surely, but he did not have a whole lot of bad starts, especially early on when he first entered and made his debut and was moving along pretty nicely for those first few months. But then after the all-star break, he kind of deteriorated a little bit and just wasn't pitching as well and was starting to get to the point where it seemed like it was catching up to him how often he had been pitching because he hadn't pitched that many consecutive games in a full season in a long time. So for him, it was a heavy volume of pitches being thrown for him and consecutive um five days worth of pitching um, with him being a regular part of that starting rotation. So I gave him a grade of a B minus. It would have been a lot higher had he not started to struggle in that second half after the all-star break. There were talks of the Red Sox trading him at the trade deadline because his value was very high at that point. Um, but I didn't like what I saw from him in the last couple months of the season. So I'm putting him out of B minus. It could have been better. Another starter who just has not been able to stay healthy. And it's been really unfortunate to see the way his career has progressed over the last few years is Chris Sale. He used to be the Red Sox ace back in 2017 and 2018 when he was prime Chris Sale. Boy, do I miss those days because that man was unhittable. I mean, we talk about a guy who just opposing batters were scared to go up against, and Red Sox fans had an absolute field day when it was sale day on the mound and he was on, and when he was on point and bringing his best stuff, it was game over. I miss that, Chris Sale. Ever since then, it's been injury after injury. He hasn't been able to stay on the field, and when he has been on the field this year, it's been a struggle for him to get it together. So I'm giving Chris Sale a C plus. The reasoning behind that is he just didn't do enough productivity-wise for me this year to give him anything better than that. It was just unfortunate because that is primarily due to the fact that he couldn't stay healthy, but I can't give him a better letter grade than that right now. Somebody that I can give a better letter grade than that too is Tanner Houck. This kid works. 
And he puts in a lot of effort. You can tell just from the way he carries himself and the interviews he does post game that he is dedicated and constantly wants to work at his craft to make it better. He did experience an injury this season that had him sidelined for a couple months, but he brings good stuff. My critique of Tanner Houck is his longevity, not being able to get deep enough into games to be effective for what the Red Sox need. So that knocks him down a little bit. But overall, I think Tanner Houck deserves a solid B plus for his productivity. Um, when he's on, he's on. And he can also pitch to the point where he can be nearly unhittable when he's having his best starts. So I really like that about him. And there's a lot of upside there. But he does have that con of not really being able to pitch deep into games. And once he hits the third time through the order, he starts to struggle. So I hope to see him continue to grow and work at that as time progresses. Another member of the starting rotation who showed tremendous growth during the 2023 season is Cutter Crawford. I mean, going into the year, I wasn't super high on Crawford. He had been a bit shaky in 2022. I believed that it had to do more with being put in a position that was not comfortable for him because he hadn't been in the starting rotation before, got to gain some exposure to starting games in 2022, and then in 2023 became a more permanent and solid part of the starting rotation. Um, I liked what I saw from him overall. But compared to the beginning of the season, by the end, he looked a lot more confident on the mound. He was getting out of jams a lot easier and actually alternating his approach on the mound when he was in those situations. And by the end of the season, he got to the point where I started to feel confident in him being a part of the starting rotation moving forward. So because of that, I'm giving Crawford an A-. minus. Um, I think he was very productive towards the end, and he deserves the credit for as much of an improvement as he showed. Corey Kluber was an absolute nightmare in the Red Sox pitching staff. And I just cannot get over why the Red Sox thought it was a good idea to bring him out in the first place, because I saw it coming a mile away. They signed him and I felt like he wasn't going to work out and this was going to blow up in their face. Sure enough, it did. He started opening day, was an absolute disaster, could not figure it out in the rotation from there. So he got moved to the bullpen and still couldn't figure it out from there. So he just was everything that a red flag would be. He then got injured and wasn't able to pitch anymore, which probably was for the best for the state of the Boston Red Sox and their pitching staff. But you look at how shaky the Red Sox pitching staff was. And to say that he was arguably the worst pitcher in that pitching staff this year, especially from a rotation standpoint, says a ton with what was already a shaky rotation. So sorry, Kluber, you get an F from me. There was nothing positive that you did to contribute to this Red Sox team. Coming up, who was the standout pitcher in the Red Sox bullpen? Does he have the potential to repeat it next year? I don't know, but I will be discussing that next. Playoff baseball is here, and I am so excited to 
be using FanDuel for all of my sports betting needs. You can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I mean, $200, I can't emphasize that enough. So head to FanDuel today and check it out. Also head to SiriusXM today. Just download their app and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every home game and away game straight to your feed for free so you don't have to miss a single pitch. And in a 2024 season that we're already seeing some changes for, and I expect to see a lot more, you absolutely will not miss it. So they have you covered. Speaking of the 2024 season, a pitcher who I saw very much stand out in 2023 was Chris Martin. He was the best pitcher in the Red Sox bullpen and arguably the best pitcher on the staff. He ended the season with the lowest ERA in baseball, and he was consistently reliable. Alex Cora relied on him a ton because he was always put into games in high leverage situations when there was traffic on the bases, or even if there wasn't, but the Red Sox were up by one run or down by one run, and Cora wanted to make sure that the score stayed at what it was to give his team a chance to win that game. Chris Martin was the go-to that I, and I'm sure many other fans, wanted to see out on the mound in those situations. Try to think about how many times you were watching a game in 2023 and you said, I want to see Chris Martin pitch right now. He was solid, did not really have bumps in the road this season. So because of that, he gets an A-plus from me. Cannot think of a better pitcher to give that grade to because he was the best reliever the Boston Red Sox had this season. That's all there is to it. Chris Martin, stud of the Red Sox bullpen. Nick Pavetta switched around between the rotation and the bullpen this season, started in the rotation, did not pitch well there. They moved him to the bullpen, and he miraculously just became a new Nicky P. And I said, well, whatever they did here, it worked because he seems like a completely different pitcher out of the bullpen, a lot more confident, carried himself a lot better, and was able to really show his potential. And I said, where has this Nick Pavetta been the whole time? And the reality at the end of the day was maybe he's just a better fit out of the bullpen. And then they moved him back into the rotation towards the end of the season. And he was pitching well again towards the end of the season out of the rotation. And you know what? I like the improvement that I've seen from him. I would have given him a lot lower of a grade if he didn't have bullpen Nikki P come out and just be absolutely dominant. So I decided to go somewhere in the middle and give him a solid B. Um, you know, his beginning of the season would have given him probably around a D because he just was a scary in a bad way pitcher. 
out of the starting rotation to begin the season, but his productivity out of the bullpen and when he was back in the rotation at the end of the season bumped his grade up a lot. So that's why I have to give him just a solid B for a grade. I never used to complain when I got a B on a test in school. I mean, let me tell you, that was a relief to me being a bad test taker. So hopefully Pavetta is relieved with that grade as well, considering how he looked to start the season. Another pitcher who has bounced around a little bit between the starting rotation and the bullpen, but has had some injuries plague him is Garrett Whitlock. The Red Sox took him from the Yankees in the Rule 5 draft, and since then has been pitching in relief and pitching out of the rotation. It seems like the Red Sox want to eventually make him a starter. I personally like his stuff better out of the pen. I think he thrives in the bullpen and brings his best stuff from there. So I really have enjoyed watching him out of the pen. I hope long-term they decide to keep him in the bullpen because I don't want the Red Sox to really damage what he has shown and what he has brought to this pitching staff. Um, And by keeping him in the rotation, they might be risking that he doesn't have his best stuff because when he's pitching for short stints at a time, that's when I feel like he thrives the most. Because of all of this and considering the fact that he wasn't great out of the rotation, but he was really solid out of the bullpen, I needed to give him an overall pretty good grade. He gets a B- minus to me. I think from a productivity standpoint, um, you know, his bullpen performance would give me an A, whereas his rotation performance would give me around a C or C plus. So I decided to go with a happy medium and go with a B minus in terms of overall productivity. What did you do to make this team better and contribute? Brennan Bernardino was such a sleeper out of the bullpen. He had a solid year filled with lots of highs and not as many lows. Um, And he was one of those players out of the bullpen that I knew I could trust pretty regularly to come out and get the job done, whether he was only coming out and pitch for one out or whether he was coming out to pitch a whole inning or maybe even a couple innings, no matter what role they put him in, he was generally pretty reliable. Um, So because of that, he gets an A for me. I, I can't really think of many other relievers who were able to do what he did out of the pen because he had such a quietly good year and he did it with such class that it's hard to not put him at a very, very strong letter grade for me because I'm a huge fan of Bernardino. I liked what I saw from him all year. So, you know, he was just a great asset to this bullpen. Josh Winkowski, who was acquired by the Boston Red Sox in the Andrew Benintendi trade a few years ago, has shown a lot of growth in his time here. There are still some more things I'd like to see him work on. He did struggle with base traffic out of the bullpen this year and struggled to make adjustments in-game when things weren't seeming to go his way, but Alex Cora seemed to trust him in places that he might not necessarily have always been trusted in. So it was interesting to see how he was used by Cora, but I do overall think he showed a lot of improvement this year. And when I look at the Red Sox bullpen and when it really started to struggle towards the end, he was a more solid piece that I said as 
one of the pitchers that I'd love to see moving forward continue to show improvement because he definitely has a ton of potential. So because of that, he gets a B for me, a solid B. He was not overly fantastic. He was not somebody who I could always rely on in high leverage situations, but he was overall pretty good and would get the job done. Coming up, I'm going to be grading more pitchers who were in the Red Sox pitching staff this year. Um, a couple surprises. Who was a standout to me that I didn't expect to be a standout? I'll be answering that question for you next. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. I mean, hey, medical physicians available 24-7, count me in. So Jace Medical is absolutely the way to go for me, and it should be for you too. You should also be counted in for Sirius XM to be your source for all Boston Red Sox broadcasts, especially when you're missing a game. What if you're driving and it's just the most legendary game that you've ever experienced? I'd be so mad if I missed it altogether and I'm traveling. So I would want to be able to have access to be able to listen to that game. So that's what Sirius XM can do for you. So I highly recommend you downloading and checking that out. There were several pitchers on the Red Sox pitching staff who kind of bounced around between the minors and the majors and some guys who showed their potential from doing that. Nick Robertson is one of those pitchers. He was acquired by the Boston Red Sox in the Kike Hernandez trade at the trade deadline he was pitching a lot at the minor league level and showed a lot of upside with the Dodgers. Um, he came up to Boston, spent some time in the minors, and then got his opportunity to be called up to the major leagues. Does he have to continue to build his confidence? Absolutely. Is he somebody that I'm pinpointing as one of the best pitchers in the Red Sox bullpen right now? Absolutely not. But I do see the potential there, and I do see him as a young pitcher who can eventually be a really strong piece out of this bullpen because he's already showing some early ability to pitch well and keep that composure on the mound. Definitely still work needing to be done, and it was a bit of a small sample size, but I'm giving him a B because of what I've seen. I didn't see a lot of large concerns yet with him, so he deserves a solid B. John Schreiber, I've always absolutely adored. He's been one of my favorite pitchers out of the Red Sox bullpen. He did deal with an injury this season that kept him sidelined for a bit. Um, but when he's out there, 
it can be a breath of fresh air sometimes. Um, in 2023, he struggled to find his command after coming off of the injured list, but that's to be expected. He overall um, had a solid year for Boston. And when you think about his time here before 2023, he's always been the type of pitcher that the Red Sox have put into stressful situations out of the pen. Um, finished the season as well as it could have been considering his circumstances. So because of that, I'm giving Schreiber a B plus again, wasn't the best reliever out of the pen, but did enough of a good job where he could still be trusted on a nightly basis. The Red Sox closer this year was Kenley Jansen, who is no doubt a hall of fame closer. He's had a lot of years throughout his career where he's just been phenomenal and has been the type of pitcher that was just absolute nails and was intimidating to go up against. I mean, I remember when he was with the Dodgers, he was very intimidating. And he was all right for the Red Sox. I mean, as a closer, you don't really want to end the season with a 363 ERA. I would have preferred for that to be lower. Um, But... For the most part, he was able to get the job done when closing games. He did blow some saves here and there. Um, he, When he had base traffic, he wasn't always cleanly getting out of the inning. So he did create some stress on my life. The Red Sox still need a better closer, but he was better than what they've had in the past. And overall, he you know, did what he could to get the job done. I have to give him overall considering every circumstance that he was pitching in this year, a B minus. I think it was better than I expected. Um, And if as a closer, you're able to ultimately close out the game and that's what you're asked to do. I can't really expect much else from him. So I'm giving him a B minus, but nothing better than that because he did have some really shaky outings. One pitcher who I definitely want to see more of is Brandon Walter. He was rotating back and forth between AAA and the majors this year. Um, He ended the season with a 626 ERA, and that was mainly because he had a pretty horrific month of September. He had three outings in that month where he had a 579 earned run average and then bumped it up to a 720 in an outing versus the Orioles, and then it went down to 460. So his ERA has kind of fluctuated and it jumped up in September when he was struggling. When he was pitching in July, he had overall a relatively solid month, ending July with a 307 ERA. Um, So the way he ended his season is a bit of a concern. Um, That bumped his letter grade down for me. I need to see more from him. I'm giving him a C plus. I liked what I saw in June, didn't quite like what I saw in September. Um, So he needs to be able to show some more growth before I can give him a better grade. Another younger pitcher who the Red Sox gave a shot to this year was Chris Murphy. Um, He, out of the Red Sox bullpen, has had quite a few opportunities, ended the season with a 491 ERA. Um, In terms of his outings, he got to pitch quite a bit, especially in July, August, and September. And the month of July he had was unbelievable. 159 earned run average he ended July with pitching against teams like the Rangers, um, the Mets, and the Giants. And Texas has the best offense in baseball, so the fact that he was able to pitch well against them in July is really promising. Um, His numbers 
increased a little bit in August. He ended up with a 464 ERA at the end of August. And then in September, that did get boosted a little bit up to a 491 ERA. Chris Murphy, I think, has a lot of upside. If he had had more opportunities to focus on just pitching at the major league level, I think he would have been better off. Um, I almost feel like switching him back and forth between the majors and the minors all season wasn't really a good thing for him. So I would have liked to see him just stay up when he was up because um, I think he has that potential. He just got hasn't really gotten enough of an opportunity to show that. Chris Murphy, in my eyes, gets a B-plus right now. Left a little bit of a uh, sore taste in my mouth in September, but I think he can fix that easily, and I think it's just a matter of more reps for him. Joely Rodriguez, he didn't get to pitch a lot this year because he was just injured, so the numbers I give for him are going to be a little bit different just because um, he just didn't really have as much of an opportunity. He had a 6.55 earned run average this year, um, and within that his breakdown of some of his outings i mean he really only pitched a handful of games this year and they were all rough outings for him he started off poorly against the mariners in may and then started to look a little bit better in his next outing but then had a horrific outing against the angels on may 23rd um and then his era just kind of stayed somewhere around that range, the six to seven range for his outings in July. So I have to just go off of when he pitched, whether it's a fair grade, maybe not, but he has to be given a C minus, maybe even a D plus. I'm leaning more towards C minus because I'm willing to be a little bit more generous because of the injury. Um, That's hard on any pitcher. So because he didn't get to pitch a lot, I'm keeping him at a C minus. Caleb Ortz, we all remember the disaster that he was. Not much to say about him other than he was just a walking red flag with the Red Sox. He was pitching for them, and then he got sent down to AAA, and then he got called back up um, and started to look a little bit better miraculously. But I don't trust it. I don't really think he is a guy who can be sustainable within the Red Sox organization. I am giving him a D plus. And the reason I'm not giving him an F is because he had a couple good outings towards the end of the season when he came in. That's the only reason I am not a fan. He just needs to be off this pitching staff because that was just an absolute disaster. Somebody who wasn't a disaster though, was Zach Weiss. I mean, he was actually a present like a pleasantly good surprise for Boston this year. He had some solid outings um, when the Red Sox picked him up after he had previously been DFA'd. He came in and he pitched very well in the few outings that he did pitch. Um, I really liked what I saw from him. It's a small sample size, so I need to see more from him. But based on the small sample size I did see, I have to give Weiss an A because he looked better than some of the other pitchers out of the bullpen who had pitched all season when he had only pitched a few outings. Um, so because of that, I'm giving him an A because I feel confident with him on the mound and I like what I saw. Zach Kelly was injured for a good portion of the season too. Um, so he's another one that it's a little bit unfair to grade. He ended the season with a 386 earned run average. Um, at the end of the season, he pitched a couple games in September Um had a 386 ERA to end the season, but only gave up 
one earned run in his two September outings. One was against the Rays and one was one was at Baltimore. He gave up one earned run total in those two outings and he pitched a little bit in April and was pitching pretty well then too. Um, he gave up three total earned runs throughout the month of April when he was pitching. Um, so I don't really have many complaints about him. Again, that could change um, going into next year, but I think he's solid. I don't think he deserves, you know, really an A plus per se, but I'm willing to give him a solid A minus because he definitely showed a lot of potential in the time that he did pitch. Finally, last but not least, didn't leave you out, Mauricio Jovera. He was so up and down as well, a little bit better than I was expecting. When the Red Sox acquired him at the trade deadline from the San Francisco Giants, he had been struggling, but he was able to be a little bit more productive in Boston. He showed a good variety of pitches. When he would come into games, sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was really bad. He was somewhere in the middle for me, so I have to give him a C-plus because um, he wasn't good enough in my eyes to be considered a good reliever for Boston, but he also, in my eyes, was not bad enough to be considered a really bad reliever for Boston. So I'm giving him a C plus. Maybe he'll improve. Who knows? But as of right now, that's where I stand with him. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. You can continue to do that in the offseason as we talk about all these moves that are made and who's going to be coming in, who's going. Um, so be sure to continue to tune into the show, make it your first listen of every day. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.